And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Again, folks, Dizzy Dean, brought to you by the makers of Johnson's Wax, for Carnu, the wax-fortified auto polish that cleans and polishes your car in one easy application. Howdy, folks. Oh, listen to the jingles, a rumble and a roar As she travels on the highway and down by the shore She's mighty tall and handsome, she's known quite well by all She's a combination on a Wabash cannonball Ah, <laughs> uh, Diz, that, folks, was Dizzy Dean in a new role And this is Frank Eschen to inform you That you have just heard a special arrangement of the Wabash cannonball By J. Hannah Dean the Dean of the J.H. Dean Conservatory of Music. Jerome, I didn't know you could. And maybe I can't, Frank, but I'm especially happy today, and I just busted out with it. Well, now you can bust right out with your weekly parcel of advice for young ballplayers, Coach Dean. That's fine, Frank. You know, I have uh, kind of neglected the pitchers in these here advice departments, but I'm talking to the young pitchers today. Gather around, boys, and listen. Maybe I hope this will help you. I'm dividing the advice into two parts today. Number one, control, and number two, learn to pitch with men on bases. Control, I believe everybody will agree, is the most important asset to a pitcher can have. In fact, you just have to have it. And it's the old story of practice, fellas. But the thing to do is to start from the beginning, trying to throw every pitch at a particular target. Even when you warm up before a game, have your catcher hold his glove for a target. Try half a dozen pitches at the low outside corner of the strike zone. How the catcher hold the glove low and on the outside corner. Then aim half a dozen at the lower inside corner. Then pitch high and inside and then high and outside. Don't just throw to your catcher. Concentrate on every pitch, trying to put it where you want it. You can build a strike zone if you want to. Make a little window as wide as the plate and extended from the knees to the shoulders. Rig that up on a platform, maybe held in place by a rope. Then see how many pitches you can throw through that window. If you go through that trouble, I believe you'll get a big kick out of the fun you'll have throwing at the strike zone window. And uh, now we come to number two again. Learn to pitch with men on base. You see, uh, when there's nobody on base, you take your full wind-up. With a man on base, you've got to pitch from a stretch. Many a pitcher who breaks into the big leagues does all right until somebody gets on base. Then when it can't uh, take his wind-up, no more, he loses some of his stuff, especially speed. It's a matter of practice again. It's a little harder to get all your power into your pitching when you can't take a wind-up, so you'll need a little more practice throwing that way. Well, can you throw about as hard from the stretch as with a full wind-up biz? Yes, just about, Frank, although I believe our old friend psychology figures in that. When a pitcher goes through one of them long, fancy pump-handle wind-ups, it kind of scares the hitter a little and makes it look like you're throwing harder than you really are. Of course, there comes a time when you can't throw as hard as you used to. I remember when I was with the Cubs, 
And old Gabby Harden come running out to the mound and says, Diz, now try to throw this one a little harder. And I says, Gabby, I'm throwing twice as hard as i ever thrown in my life. And Gabby looks at me kind of funny, and I says, Gabby, the only trouble is that I throw hard enough, but I can't throw fast enough no more. <laughs> but Diz, with everything even, that is, with two men with equal strength, the form, the rhythm does make a difference. Just like in golf, Frank, Ben Hogan ain't very big, but he, how he can send them a mile down the fairway. Well, this little discussion leads right into an item from the mailbag, Jerome. Okay, let's have it. James Stewart of Boston wants to know if you've formed any definite opinion about who deserves the Rookie of the Year honors for 1948. Yes, I've been watching a lot of good-looking young ball players this season, Frank. And I'll give Mr. Stewart a couple of uh, candidates in each league. That ought to be definitely enough. In the National League, I'll name Alvin Dark of the Boston Braves and Richie Asburn of the Phillies. Dark has made a big difference in the Braves. He's tightened that infield defense. He's helped turn double plays, and he's helped with his hitting. Asburn probably would be a cinch for that honor if he'd come up with the Braves or the Cardinals. But it hurts a fellow to be with a club that ain't in the punnet race. But that Asburn has been a great little outfielder all year. He started by crowding Harry Walker to the bench. And he's up with the leaders at hitting. Well, Diz, now about the American League's outstanding rookies. They're pitchers, Frank. One is Lou Bressy of the Athletics, and the other is Gene Bearden of the Cleveland Indians. And it's been such a close race between the two that the pennant races may decide it. But I don't see anybody in the American League close to Bearden and Bressy. Well, Diz, there's another thing that nothing is close to. I reckon you're wanting to talk about that pet subject of yours. You mean the best way to make a car shine like new? That's what I mean, Frank. By the way, did you ever have to rub down a horse, soap the harness, and shine the buggy? Now, that there was real work. Well, now, cleaning and polishing a car was real work, too, until they invented Johnson's car new. Uh-huh. But there ain't no horse hair tail on that car that you get uh, got to pull burrs out of. <laughs> well, that's right, Diz. But there is road film on a car finish. Road film made up of exhaust fumes, tree sap, road oil, all kinds of things. And no amount of water will take it off. Now, Carnu not only cuts through that road film so that you can get your car beautifully clean, Carnu also polishes your car till it shines like a blue ribbon trotter. Yes, men, right there you've got the important point about Johnson's Carnu. It contains five cleaning ingredients plus wax. And so it cleans and polishes your car in one easy application. Just rub it on, let it dry to a white powder, then wipe it off. Your car is as clean as a tabletop and bright and shiny as a mirror. That's the kind of a car I like to roll down the main drag in, Frank. That's the kind of car we all like, and we all get with Johnson's Car New. So, men, if you want to give your car a Sunday shine, if you want to do it in one easy application, ask at your service station or other dealer for Johnson's Car New. That's C-A-R-N-U Carnu. And is here's another letter before we finish with the mailbag department. Mr. Ralph Adams of Pasadena, California, wants you to name Dizzy Dean's all-star big league team. That is, the best players in each position that you've played against or seen during your years as player and observer of big league baseball. I'll be glad to accommodate, Mr. Adams. Mind you, I don't say these are the greatest ever. Just the best I've ever seen in action. I'll start with the infield. Lou Gehrig is my first baseman. I don't think there'll be any argument there. And at second base, which wasn't so easy, I'll take old Frankie Frace. Frank could win a game for you all by himself. 
He'd beat out an infield hit, steal second and third if he had to. Then he'd score on an infield out. A great man on bases. A good switch hitter and a great defensive man. I know there'll be a lot of votes for Roger Hornsby, but I'll take Priest because there wasn't anything Frankie couldn't do. Playing next to Frankie on my team is Lou Boudreau. He's shown me a lot of short, uh, shortstop this season and the last few seasons. He's been right up there near the top in hitting all year. And all the time he's been managing the Cleveland Indians. I really don't think there ought to be no argument about Boudreau at shortstop. At third base, I guess we'll all vote together. Pie trainer. Now there was a third baseman. Tall, able to grab those high line drives. Trainer was a great defensive man. You couldn't get anything through him. And he had a great arm. Uh, how do you like my infield, Frank? Well, sounds like a great help to the pitcher, Diz. I don't think many would filter through that defensive line. Now, how about your outfield? I know I'm going to hear a lot of squawks on this department, Frank. Uh, maybe we ought to drop the whole thing. Oh, no, 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 Diz. Let's be brave about this. Let's have your outfield. All right. Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, and Stan Musel. I know the first question will be, how about Ty Cobb? Well, I didn't see Ty Cobb, and I didn't see Tris Speaker. But I have seen Joe DiMaggio and Stan Musel. And Babe Ruth should, just couldn't be left off of nobody's ball club. Well, that's not a bad outfield, Dizzy. Now, how about your catchers? I'm going to pick two, Frank. With either one, I wouldn't need anybody else. But I'm picking Gabby Hartnett and Jimmy Wilson, the two greatest catchers I've ever seen behind the plate. And I've pitched them both. Now we have everything but a pitching staff, Jerome. Carl Hubble and Lefty Grove, Frank. Hubble was one of the greatest I've ever seen anywhere. He had the greatest butterfly curve ever pitched. And Grove was tops in the American League as far as I could see. Say, but you've named only left-handers, Jerome. How about a good right-hander now? I just can't seem to think of any good right-hander, Frank. Well, I tell you what, I'll think for you, Dizzy. How about Jerome Herman Dean? Do you think you could stand to have him on your team? Well, I always did, Frank. <laughs> now, Dizzy Dean, how about you becoming the storyteller? I got a couple about umpires, Frank. Baseball fans seem to be interested in what goes on down on the ball field. Things that occasionally cause rows between umpires and players. Sounds interesting. Go and on. And, of course, uh, when you think of umpires and their rows, Frank, you think right quick of Frankie Fridge. He had many a row with the boys in blue. Uh, there was a time in Boston. We was playing the Braves, and it did seem that a lot of close plays was going against us. But Frank was in pretty good humor that day, and he wasn't raising no fuss. Then all of a sudden, Larry Getz gets red in the face and chases Frank off the field. Nobody could figure what had happened. Ah, but I'm sure Frisch regaled you with the details as he hid in the back of that dugout. He sure did. Getz was calling them at first base while Frank was coaching over third. Well, after the third or fourth close one call against us, Frank walks past Getz on the way to our dugout. He stops and says, Getz, it's a nice day, isn't it, Lawrence? And Getz says, yes, Frank, a beautiful day. And Frank says, by the way, Lawrence, have you a couple of cigars in your pocket? And Getz says, no, Frank, why would you think I'd have cigars in my pocket? And Frisch says, because, Lawrence, you look so much like a cigar store ending. <laughs> <laughs> and Frisch got bounced just for that? He sure did. Getz didn't waste no time. That Frisch knew more ways of getting the umps mad. One day in Brooklyn, it was getting dark, and Frank thought the game ought to be called. You see, we was a run ahead. Anyhow, our pitcher got into a little trouble, and Frank sent the groundkeeper after a flashlight and started down to the bullpen, flashing the light so he could find his way. Well, did Frank get bounced for that one? <laughs> yes, George Major Kirk showed Frank the way to the clubhouse that time. 
And another time when Frank thought the game ought to be called on account of rain, he got a big wagon umbrella and walked back and forth in front of the dugout, and he got bounced again. And yet, Diz, they tell me Frisch and the umpires are the very best of friends. They are, Frank. You see, Frisch never gets vicious. It's all good, clean fun, and the umpires have to laugh, too. But, of course, them umpires got dignity, and they got to protect that. Yes, and they have a job to do. That's right, Frank. Just like everybody else in baseball. Like the day we was playing the fillers at the old Baker Bowl, late in September. The fillers was down in last place, and we got off to an early lead. It wasn't much of a ball game, and the small crowd kept getting smaller and smaller. But we noticed one crowd of people down the right field stands, and they stayed inning after inning. Not one of them left the ballpark. Finally, we got curious, and I says, I'm going to the bullpen to warm up a little. And I'm going to find out what them people are staying to the finish of this ball game. So I go to the bullpen in the right field corner of the park. And when I pass the group that was sticking to the finish, I ask, how come that they should uh, stay so faithfully with us leading the Phillies 17 to 2? But they told me, Dizzy, they said, we know this is a pretty bad ball game. And we'd like to go home like everybody else is doing. But we can't. You see, we're the ground crew. <laughs> well, now, Diz, before your last job on this series of programs for Johnson's Carnew... Doggone, that's right. This is my last program for Carnar this, uh, this summer. And we should say thank you for listening. And thanks for all them letters. And we hope we'll be back again for Carnew next summer. Stop, uh, Frank, or you'll have me crying. I don't like to say goodbye. Well, neither do I, Diz, so before we sign off for the summer, let's have Dizzy Dean, the reporter, give us the picture as you see it on the pennant races as they go into that final stretch. Well, Frank, one of the, the races is about over. The Braves have a comfortable lead, and Billy Southworth has put the job on of protecting that lead into the hands of his two pitching stars. That's a smart move. Johnny Sane and Warren Spann can do a little extra work till that flag is sinked and then have time to rest before the World Series. All right, and how about the American League, Diz? That may go right down to the wire, Frank, but the Yankees are within easy striking distance. They may be some World Series games at Yankee Stadium in October. Watch them, Frank. If those Yankees ever get ahead, the Red Sox won't catch them again. Ah, those are words of wisdom, Jerome. Words of wisdom indeed. Now, friends, before closing, just a brief rundown of Dizzy Dean's all-star team pick today. First base, Lou Gehrig. Second, Frankie Frisch. Shortstop, Lou Boudreau. Third base, Pie Trainer. In the outfield, Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio, and Babe Ruth. The catchers, Gabby Hartnett and Jimmy Wilson. And the pitchers, Carl Hubble, Lefty Grove, and, of course, the one and only Dizzy Dean. He's been brought to you by Johnson's Carnew, a wax-fortified auto polish that cleans and polishes your car in one easy application. Rub it on, wipe it off. That's all there is to it. Rub it on, and Carnew cleans your car. Loosens up that sticky, stubborn road film that water won't touch. Wipe it off, and Carnew polishes your car. Ask for Johnson's Wax-Fortified Carnew today. You'll save your arms, you'll save your time, while you're making your car sparkle like new. Because remember, to give your car that Sunday shine, rub it on and wipe it off, is all you do with Carnew. This is old Diaz saying goodbye for now. I've had a lot of fun pitching my cross for Johnson's Carnew. This is Frank Eschen saying the same thing for the makers of Johnson's Wax-Fortified Auto Polish, Carnew. This program came to you from KSD St. Louis. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.